Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Insane thing number five. We've never seen numbers like this before. On open marriage, as in a marriage where both partners are allowed to sleep with, date, other people, here's what's so shocking. According to a Pew poll published this week, just half of Americans now say open marriages are somewhat or completely unacceptable, which means the other half are somewhere in the acceptance range. Let's break it down. What percentage of Americans still think these marriages are completely unacceptable. The minority, just 37%. Another 13% say they're somewhat acceptable. Or you can look at it from another angle. What percentage of American adults now think an open marriage is acceptable? A staggering third of Americans, 33%. Y'all, I can't think of anything more lonely or heartbreaking than having to worry every time my husband went to the grocery store and he might hit on some woman in a line or ask her out. It wouldn't be any consolation to me at all that I could do the same. And once you start a relationship with another person, well, it's a competition from there forward. Is your spouse going to stay with you or like them better? I can't imagine living in a constant state like that. I'd rather be alone. It sounds like signing up for pure misery. Never mind the backward sick morality of it. But apparently, it's the way of the future. Because the numbers among those under the age of 30 are staggering. 51%, a majority of those under the age of 30 say open marriage is acceptable. The share does go down with age groups, but it's still really sad. Um, 41% of those 30 to 49 say open marriages are acceptable. The number falls to 26% for those between the ages of 50 and 64. So 26% think an open marriage would be acceptable. That's even a shockingly high number to me. But it's the under 30 number that's such a gut punch. Half? 51%? Are you kidding me? What is it going to be like security-wise for the children that grow up in those marriages? That's agreeing to a shattered family right out the gate. There's no comfort, security, or permanency for a child watching their parents try to one-up each other with who's dating who next. Who swiped right or is it left the most on Tinder this month? I mean, I can't even imagine how this would would work. I mean, in, in my family, 
we kind of watch the dollars when we go out on dates, right? Like, you know, we already went out to dinner twice this month together. So, you know, really on a keep it to a minimum just to, you know, stay within the budget. I mean, what, what, what's your budget for dating me versus dating other women? I mean, that comes out of the family budget. I mean, I don't even know how you do this. Or why you'd want to. I'm sorry, but I'd rather be alone. You know what I think a lot of this comes from? I think a lot of people responding to these surveys say what they think they should tolerate. And this is a generation that's been taught to tolerate anything that passes for love or a relationship and that there can be no judging, that everything is gray and everything is morally equal. I think this is a programmed response. I don't believe people actually want this in their own lives. But if they're programmed enough to give this response to a pollster, God knows what they'll tolerate in their real lives and what they'll condone. Insane thing number four. As predicted by me, I just didn't know the date, but I knew I'd do the story. Elon Musk being investigated criminally because of course he is. I predicted this the moment he took over Twitter and reinstituted free speech. The left knows they're in that dangerous part of their agenda where they can't win basic arguments. And when it comes to that part, since the time of their hero marks, they've always done the same thing. Free speech has to go. It can never coincide with socialism, communism, or whatever kind of authoritarian regime the left is trying to launch now. It's simply incompatible. And those who practice it are always sent to prison. And I predicted Musk would be. And there it was in the Wall Street Journal. Federal prosecutors are pursuing potential criminal charges. Yeah, they're looking at Musk and Tesla um, and Tesla's use of company resources on a secret project that was described internally as a house for Musk. Are you freaking kidding me? Look for the Trump model to be applied to Musk. Trump, if you're still counting, is up to 91 felony charges, most of them ridiculous. But remember, it doesn't matter if you're innocent of the charge. Only the jury makeup matters in post-constitutional, post-American territories. Here's my prediction. It won't end until he's in prison or has fled the country. I hope his South African visa is intact. He's going to need it. Yeah, and that they don't extradite. Once they've marked him, the left never stops. Even if he censors, it won't matter now. They'll make an example of him. No matter how big you are or rich you are, they can take you down. They can bury you under the prison where you'll never see the light of day. So, you know, I'm supposed to worry about Tesla's use of company resources on a secret project that was described internally as a house for Musk when the same Department of Justice investigating this sends James Comey's daughter to spend her days in court blocking Freedom of Information Act request to get the Epstein client list, which the DOJ has. In one of the most incredible criminal episodes in U.S. history, I don't think there's anything comparable, we sent Jeffrey Epstein's pimp, Ghislaine Maxwell, to prison without ever disclosing who the pedophiles were who bought the kids who were for sale. And remember, from last week's Battleground podcast, we now know no less than the, the head of the CIA, William Burns, according to another Wall Street Journal investigation, was on Epstein's calendar all over the place for the short period of time that they got a copy. He's the dang head of the CIA, but I guess that's okay. He's still suppressing free speech.
as a censor or was during the last election. So he's thumbs up. It's all good. Hey, speaking of which, Russell Brand, y'all. All of this. Folks, he was such a mouthpiece for the left. I don't know if you remember before he went round the bend and became something of a freedom loving populist. I'm not even sure he's a conservative or a Republican. I don't think he is that. I think he uh, just took the red pill and sees the deep state for what it is. They can't have that. He's become increasingly effective. So now we're told he's a rapist. Cool. But when were those rapes? Uh, 20 years ago. And these women are only now mad about it. Never upset when he was a good liberal, though. Huh. I see how this works. Show me the man, and I'll show you the crime. Lavrenti Beria, the most ruthless and long-serving secret police chief of Joseph Stalin, once said, it's now apparently the operating philosophy of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and, of course, the Democrat Party. Want to pause here for just a moment to talk about PhD weight loss and the wonderful difference it's made in my life. Dr. Ashley Lucas with PhD recently did a podcast and it really resonated with me. She said so many people, for whatever reason, quit their diet plans as soon as they start working, as soon as they get a little success, they can't stick to them. That is what I have done over and over and over again. But this plan, PhD was the only one I've ever been able to stick with. I lost 10 pounds on my own, but couldn't get any further. I lost 29 more with PhD weight loss, and I've kept it off for almost nine months now. That's the difference it's made in my life. I have people come up to me who haven't seen me in a while. They can't believe the weight I've lost, and they want to do it too. And I tell them about how they can do it conveniently from home. There's somebody in every one of the 50 states doing it over Zoom. So you can do it on your time, meet with your coach, do the whole plan, lose the weight, and this is a lifetime relationship. When you go into maintenance, you're not done. You still have consultations with your coaches. You've got great inspirational videos. And of course, the Facebook PhD family, where you can go regularly to touch base, get new recipes and more. To find out what this is all about, go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Now back to the podcast. Insane thing number three. Regular listeners to the Battleground podcast will remember our shock when we learned that among those entities censoring American citizens on social media was the Ukraine government. They just pass their request along to the FBI and you get censored, maybe even lose your account. What could get you censored? Telling the truth about what a thug Zelensky is and the stuff he does. Hunting down priests, closing down churches, shutting the doors of all media, but state-run media, oh, and banning political parties. So you pay taxes, check. It goes to Ukraine, check. So they can censor us? Uh Uh-huh. Things escalated substantially this week when American conservative pundit Jack Posobiec was added to the Ukrainian government's hit list, as in assassination list. The well-known list is called Myro Voritz, and it's a deadly, a serious thing to be added to it. Supposed pro-Russian journalists who've been put on it have turned up dead, like Daria Dugina. Among other uh, others added to it, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, and Glenn Greenwald. Musk commented on it at the time, saying he was deeply concerned about being added to the Ukrainian assassination list. But Posobiec's addition to the list, had a little more ceremony to it and a lot more threat. He was listed on the list as an anti-Ukrainian propagandist and provocateur. His crimes? 
criticizing effectively, apparently, the U.S. funding of Ukraine, the absolute total and complete corruption inside Ukraine. Oh, and probably editing the conservative publication Human Event. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But it's what happened next that even got members of Congress like J.D. Vance agitated because the transgender American-born spokesperson for the Ukrainian military then came out and promised simultaneous to Posobiec being added to the list that a hit would occur within the next week, and those on the list would be hunted down. Here's Sarah Ashton Cirillo, who's actually a dude, speaking on behalf, I kid you not, of the Ukrainian military with an assassination threat, timed to Posobiec's addition to the assassination list. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandist will all be hunted down and justice will be served. That clearly enraged U.S. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, who quickly fired off a letter to our Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines, demanding to know if Sarah Ashton Carrillo was a U.S. intelligent asset and if Ukraine was seriously considering violence against U.S. citizens who criticize Ukraine. After that, this lunatic spokesperson doubled down in a second video statement saying pro-Russian propagandists are not journalists or apparently real human beings and are enemies of freedom and democracy who will have to answer for their crimes. Cirillo was so brazen in the second statement that Cirillo tagged Senator Vance, doubling down on the necessity of punishing conservatives, I guess, for their crimes. Who the hell are these people? What is our intelligence community? And this is clearly what Vance is getting out, going to farm out their assassinations now for mis, dis, and malinformation to the Ukrainian intelligence service? Folks, nothing would surprise me at this point with the Biden regime. But the whole thing pushed Senator Rand Paul over the edge. He also pointed out that American journalist Gonzalo Lira, who has legitimately pointed out the horrific human rights record of Ukraine, which is not a democracy, is demanding we stop funding them. Here he is on Maria Bartiromo. There's also this incredible story about an American journalist, Gonzalo Lira. He's reportedly right now in prison in Ukraine on allegations of of spreading Russian propaganda. I I, I don't understand this, that Joe Biden could approve $113 billion of money to Ukraine, and yet he has not tried to get this American journalist out of prison there. How is that possible? 
It's even worse than that, Maria. They've canceled the elections. What kind of democracy has no election? So next year, Zelensky said he's not going to have an election because it would be inconvenient during the war and would be expensive. Well, the thing is, if you don't have elections, why in the world would we be supporting a country that's not a democracy? They've banned the political parties. They've invaded churches. They've arrested priests. So, no, it isn't a democracy. It's a corrupt regime. And are the Russians any better? No, the Russians are worse. But at the same time, we don't always have to pick some side to be on. But the ultimate reason I'm against this is we don't have the money. And when we borrow more money, it leads to more inflation, leads to more likelihood of recession in our country. And so we just can't keep doing it. As for the Ukrainian military's apparent position, I guess, that conservative pundits who object to where funding should be assassinated incredibly after Senator Vance wrote his letter to U.S. officials, Sarah Austin Cirillo, the transgender spokesperson, recorded another video that she called my response to Senator Vance's letter in which she argued that Jack Posobiec and, of course, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, everyone else, on the list he was referring to, are not journalists. The Russian propagandists and war criminals who are spreading lies and pushing false narratives are not journalists. They are information agents in an extension of the Putin-Pogrosian effort to spread chaos and wreak havoc across the globe. In Ukraine, we do not seek vengeance, only justice. Because of this, these enemies of freedom and democracy will have to answer for their crimes. Damn, sure hope Posobiec, Carlson, and Musk, Greenwald, watch their backs. Could you imagine if Americans got real news and knew about this? Insane thing number two. Regular listeners to Battleground know I've been predicting for a long time that like in Mexico and Guatemala, we will have no-go zones inside of this country. We will lose control of areas of territory to the cartels we would have places that it would require a military escort to enter. And even then, it would cause all-out war. There are actually places like that that Mexico and other countries to the south of us have lost control of. And now, it appears there's one in Texas, too, in Liberty County, outside of Austin, a full 400 miles inside the country. It spans a shocking 60 square miles, and it is now the fastest-growing development in all of the U.S., It's called Colony Ridge. The developer began advertising a few years ago in Mexico, telling folks they could come up to America and buy land at a 15% interest rate. They wouldn't need any ID or to go through the traditional banking process at all. Well, the cartels love the idea and they began buying up pieces of land, many of which they've since resold, rent out or otherwise control. For an investigative piece, the Daily Wire rented a helicopter and flew over it this week. It's estimated that between 50 and 75,000 people live there. And everything from tents to trailers to plywood shacks. There's no zoning of any kind. Many of the structures don't even have running water. Many others are known to be used as stash houses, drug houses, and hubs for human traffickers. It is, quite simply, according to journalist Michael Yan the largest illegal immigrant settlement on the planet. It's said to be loosely operated by the Gulf and Sinaloa cartels. Now, at this point, you may be wondering, why on earth has Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott allowed this? Well, 
Abbott has taken $1.4 million in political contributions from Trey Harris, his wife, Celeste Harris, who's also donated over $100,000 to his campaigns, is listed as a developer of the Colony Ridge development. Abbott's office didn't return a call for comment from the Daily Wire, which is pretty much all you need to know. The Colony has half a million dollars worth of lobbyists and has spread money around to the Republican Congress members and other government members in Texas. So is the energy company that supplies some of the properties inside the development. You think Democrats would ever allow such a thing in their territory if these were potential Republican voters? Folks, this is how they're going to flip Texas from red to blue. And here's the problem. You let a thing like this continue to develop, it's going to take the military to take that land back if we ever do it all. Insane thing, number one, busted. Joe Biden just got caught secretly flying a staggering 271,000 illegal immigrants into the country since January. That makes him the world's largest human trafficker. Here's what happened. Congress got wind of this secret program back in March, and they sent it to man for information. Well, of course, the Department of Homeland Security gaffed them off. But then the Center for Immigration Studies filed a Freedom of Information Act request. That got gaffed off, too, so they sued. A court forced Biden to disclose how many people he is allowed to illegally fly into the country. 221,000 since January. Here's what he did. There's something called the CPB1 app. It's a total disaster. It's where you download the app, you make an appointment with the federal government of America to break the law. All this is illegal, by the way. And they send you a QR code. You can then flash that at a port of entry and you're into the country. Well, there's another part of the program they were hiring. You don't even have to walk to the border anymore. Joe will let you fly. So if you're in Haiti, Guatemala, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, or Colombia, you could just download the app in your home country. They'll send you a QR code and you can hop on a plane and fly here. None of this is legal. It violates federal law. In order to be able to migrate like this, you're supposed to do years of paperwork, pay tens of thousands of dollars, but Joe doesn't care. So bottom line, we're now recruiting illegal immigrants from all over the world and just illegally flying them in here. But here's the thing. This is going on in nine countries. This lawsuit only managed to get the number of illegal flights since January for five of them. There's still four more countries out there they didn't get. So these ghost flights could be doing half a million since January. This is a massive Influx, And it's a, this is a voter drive. They believe these people will vote for the Democrats and give them the one thing they work toward every day, a single party system like China. They ever get that? The crackdown will be absolute and like nothing you've ever seen. Well, these ghost flights are apparently landing, according to the lawsuit, in 43 airports. But the federal government is still keeping which ones they're flying into secret. Again, Republicans have the power to defund all of this. According to the federal government, and they're probably lying because that's what they do, you aren't actually paying for these flights to this country. They'll happily pay because it's much cheaper than what they have to pay the cartels and the coyotes. But once they land in the airport, then you pick up the tab 
for wherever they're bused to or flown to next. So it's still going to be an absolutely monstrous amount of money. Look, Republicans like to pretend they're helpless, but they control the House. They could shut down the government over this. They should shut the government down over this. And then they should impeach Joe because every one of those flights is a crime. Joe Biden is a criminal. If they care, they will shut down the government over this money and get it removed in order to publicize it. Why? Because the Senate is Democrat controlled. Shut the government down over this. Make this as an, an, an issue. You know why? Because this is what you need for your campaign commercials going forward. That's how you stop this. But I guarantee Kevin McCarthy, leader of the Republicans, will not do it. He might go do a Fox News interview, maybe. But think of the publicity we'd get. And here's the thing. You'll want to get these Democrats on the record. You'll want to get them voting on whether they want to do this or not. You can do this with a shutdown right now. We should take it. This is going to be a political win. Folks, in the last round of polling that came out, either pluralities or majorities of Democrats want the border closed. We could really wound them with this and stop it. All we have to do is just for once fight. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.